Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hi, I'm Brad Hirschfield, and I have the pleasure and the honor of learning the next seven dapim of Masechet Shabbat with you. Today we begin on daf Lamed Amud Aleph, but in order to do this daf, we need to be able to go back a bit to the couple bottom lines on Lamed Tet Amud Bet, the Mishnah there which deals with extinguishing a lamp on Shabbat, under what circumstances is one liable for doing that or not. And of course, this really is a way of opening up the larger question of what are we doing when we light Shabbat candles? What does it mean to make that light? And under what circumstances is the undoing of it a problem and when not? The Mishnah reads that If one extinguishes the lamp because they are afraid of non-Jews or of criminals because of a bad state psychologically or even physically which will come upon them, they believe, because they are in the light or because of a sick person who is sleeping, then they are patur. No liability attaches for having extinguished the light on Shabbat. If, however, they do so because they want to preserve the lamp itself, or the oil in the lamp, or the wick, they are chayav, they are liable. Rabbi Yossi poter b'chulan. Rabbi Yossi, however, says in all circumstances, extinguishing the lamp for any of these purposes, there is no liability, except in the case of the petila, when one extinguishes it for the purpose of the wick, because that wick can then be turned into a pecham, a kind of marking charcoal, and therefore has a specific physical purpose in the world. Now, this is also a way in which the Mishnah and subsequent Gemaras, we turn to Lamed Amad Aleph, sustains an ongoing conversation between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon about Melacha She'enat Sricha Legufa, and the whole question of the extent to which one is liable on Shabbat, uh, not only for doing an action which is prohibited, but for only when doing the action which is prohibited because one needs something, one wants to achieve something by it. And so again, when we talk about liability attaching to the prohibition connected with extinguishing a lamp, it invites us to think about, well, what are we trying to achieve when we light our lamps, when we light our candles, specifically on Shabbat? So they try and solve this in a number of different ways, ultimately leading us to a question uh, that is presented from this Gemara. Shaul she'ela zo, this question of what is the status with the lamp, le'ela me'reb tankum, demin neveh. They asked this question before of uh, tankum from neveh. Mahu lechabot butsina denura, mikame be'isha b'shabta. Is it permissible to extinguish a lit lamp for the benefit of an ill person on Shabbat? Patach ve'amar, bitanchum began a long drasha that will take up most of this daf, uh, certainly this amud, and says, Ant Shlomo, Ant Chochma, you Solomon, where is your wisdom? Shedvarecha sotrim divrei David avicha. Right? Lo daicha shedvarecha sotrim divrei David avicha. Is it not enough for you that your words in your writings contradict those of your father? 
In fact, your words even contradict each other. David Avicha Amar Lohametim Yehallelujah. David HaMelech, King David, says in the book of Psalms, the dead cannot praise God. Yet you in Kohelet Shlomo, right, presumed author by the rabbis of Ecclesiastes, V'shabeach ani et hametim shikvar meitu. I praise the dead who have already died, seeming to prefer the dead to the living. V'chazarta ve'amarta, and you even go further also in Kohelet and contradict yourself when you say, L'kelev chai hutov min ha'aryeh hamet. It is better for the live dog than the dead lion. So which is it? You seem to con- contradict yourself, and you seem to contradict your father. After a long series of drashot and various verses, the Gemara comes to the conclusion that basically life is better than death as long as it is a life of doing mitzvot and studying Torah. But if it's not, it seems to suggest that perhaps it's not. And yet, with all that, the possibility... Uh, that one would become so obsessed with Torah and mitzvot that simply living has less value is a real challenge, and it's one addressed by the Gemara by the end by telling us uh, that when King David dies, Shalach Shlomo Lebei Midrasha, King Solomon sends to the Beit Midrash. It's already interesting. They imagine there is a Beit Midrash, and he can send questions to whoever's there, Abba mate, my father has died, uklavim shel beit Abba re'evim, and the dogs of my father's house are hungry, and we know that King David has died on Shabbat, according to this Gemara. Uh, what should I do? They sent back to him, chatoch nevela v'hanach lifnei haklavim, cut up some nevela, some dead meat, and you can do that, you can handle the corpse of an animal in order to feed the dogs, that's no problem on Shabbat. Ve'avicha, and with regard to your father, King David, hanachalav kikaro tinok v'taltalo. Place a loaf of bread or a child, something which is appropriate for Shabbat, on your father, and then you can move him. And this, I think, is significant because it seems that the purpose, if it is, has a purpose for the living the forbidden can become permissible. So as much as we've said life is only superior because of Torah and mitzvot, here we have an example of a loaf of bread or some hungry animals. And in each case, the forbidden becomes permissible, is in fact a part of Torah and mitzvot, not in some grandiose, elevated way, but in order to accomplish making lived life better. The prohibited becomes permissible. And while that can be expanded, I know in ways that may be problematic, it's important that in the midst of telling people it's all about Torah and mitzvot, that people understand that Torah and mitzvot are all about life. And that a corpse with a loaf of bread on it, a corpse which could not otherwise be moved on Shabbat, may now be moved. That dead animals which cannot be touched on Shabbat, but if it's to feed, forget people, dogs, they can be moved and chopped up because the dogs cannot go hungry. Which is why it goes on to say, That is why, Solomon said, it is better no. for a live dog than a dead lion. Obviously his father being the lion referred to. So now, having come to the conclusion that the live or the living are preferable to the dead, and here's why, Li'inyan she'ela de she'ilna kadmechon. 
I can now return, says Rav Tamkun, to the question that was asked originally about the issue of lighting or not lighting, extinguishing or not extinguishing a candle on Shabbat. And his response is, Ner kriya ner. A lamp or a candle is called a ner. The nishmato shel adam kriya ner. And the soul of a human being is also called a ner. Mutav tichbe ner shel basar vadam, mipne nero shel kadosh baruchu. It is better to extinguish the nair, the lamp fabricated by human hands, that is the oil lamp with which the Mishnah was dealing, than it is to extinguish the nair, the lamp that is the human spirit that is created by God. So clearly one can extinguish the lamp under those circumstances where it is for human benefit direct, immediate human need, that like the case of the loaf of bread resting on David's corpse, or the carcass that needs to be cut up to feed the animals, even on Shabbat. It reminds us that we light Shabbat candles not only for Shabbat, but we light Shabbat candles for ourselves. We light Shabbat candles to remember that we ourselves are candles. We ourselves are lamps. And that we are lamps 24-7. And that is the reason why he's able to say that, of course, under certain circumstances, it would be impermissible, most circumstances, to light, to extinguish a Shabbat, a lamp on Shabbat. But when it is for the value of another, even greater lamp, for a human being, the impermissible becomes permissible. And although the cases where it actually becomes a mitzvah are not dealt with, that too is a part of Shabbat. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.